Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Retro Ad Review. Hi, everybody. So what are we looking at today? You know the answer. Commercial. No. <laughs> um, but you tell we me. are looking at the food of lazy couch potatoes. Is that why it's called the couch potato, actually? I'm not sure. But it's potato chips. Potato chips. Now, that's kind of false at the moment because a bunch of the ones we're looking at are not potato. <laughs> um, but it's chips. That kind of comes in to one of the stories. Yeah, that's true. So it's the kind of thing that you sit on the couch and eat mindlessly and then get really fat and is a problem for countries, for wealthy countries. Nah, um, but it's tasty. In fact, I just had a bag of Cheetos the other day and it was really good. But I looked, it was actually horrible because... So I just did an impulse buy and bought some Cheetos. I haven't had Cheetos in like over a year at minimum. And I just bought the smallest bag I could potentially buy. Like, you know how they have huge bag and then they have the regular size bag and then they have just a bit bigger than the tiny bag. I wanted the tiny bag, but they only had the middle bag. I, so, hate, um, I hate that. They're like biggish, but not huge. Yeah, and I don't want that. I just I want And it little costs a little more. The other ones are yeah. like 50 well, cents. Well, you say it costs a little more, and also 50 cents is completely wrong. You haven't bought a bag of chips in a long time. It was, I think the small bag, the teeny bag is 99 cents. So this bag is like $2, which is insane. But whatever. I bought it, and then I looked at the calorie content, and it was... I'm going to do some quick math here because I just remember being shocked by it and then put it away from my head. Uh... 560 calories for that bag that's a lot <laughs> well you could uh exercise and burn it off do you know how much it takes to like if you run for like an hour it burns off 100 calories or something really dark. For five like, hours just just some advice for the people out there it all comes down when it comes to like weight management it pretty much just comes down to consumption what is it, 80% food and 20% exercise? Exercise is supposed to help you obviously lose weight and stuff. but And like, 90% it, perspiration. 10% inspiration. But I think when it comes to exercise, it's more so it helps your heart, it helps your brain, it helps keep you kind of strong. Be happy, be healthy. But it's not going to make you lose weight if you're sitting there eating those $2 bags every day. It's, it's horrible. Anyway. Go eat some leaves instead. Yeah. If you're going to eat something, maybe eat the baked version of these things. And even then, that's still a treat. Whatever. Okay. So that's my weird half rant on this. I go into rants a lot. So we're looking at chips and we love chips. Don't we love chips? Chips. <laughs> so. Nutritional content. <laughs> just don't look at it. Yeah, just don't look at the anything about it and you'll you'll enjoy them more. Right. So, I don't mind. Shall we just dive into the commercials? Sure. All right. Here's the first one, and it is ancient. <laughs> oh, it's funny. 
Potato chips in there? You're kidding. No, Pringles, newfangled potato chips. Newfangled? <laughs> yeah, the ones that stay fresh. Potato chips that stay fresh? Yeah, and not broken. Not broken? Oh, who sold you that, Charlie? No, kid. Look, crushed fruit canister. And airtight. Now watch, Joe, because there's a whole bag full of chips in here. Hey, they're not broken. I know. Fresh. And Pringles stay fresh. You can recap them. Hey, look how they stack together. Made a new way. That's why the canister holds as many chips as a big bag. How about that? Unbroken potato chips that stay fresh. You know, this Pringles guy should be taken seriously. Pringles newfangled potato chips. I'm kind of surprised there's no, like, jingle. Pringles, but da, da 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 If you're interested in watching this particular commercial, it is Pringles Commercial 1968 on YouTube. So yeah, so to briefly kind of go over it, it's essentially just two middle-aged men chatting in a kitchen. One of them brings out a can well, of Pringles. Well, it was the 1960s, so maybe there was supposed to be like 28 or something. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, they're middle-aged to me, but yeah, they could be like 18 or something ridiculous. But anyway, two middle-aged men, one brings out a can of Pringles to compliment the other friend's burger, and the friend starts laughing at the Pringles. It's it, the commercial is pretty much just them talking to each other, and then the other guy that seems to be a Pringles evangelist showing them how to open it, how much a can of Pringles contains in a can compared to a bag, and yeah, that they don't break or that they're unbroken, which is not true because I've gotten many a broken Pringle, but it's fine. And then at the end, the guy's convinced, and the Pringles can guy, I assume he has a name, I don't know his name. And that's the end of the commercial. So it's a fairly bland commercial. It's a very sales pitch commercial. There are particular points about this that I wasn't aware of because now Pringles is just eat Pringles and it's it's kind everyone knows what Pringles is so they don't have to promote the benefits of it or whatever. But stuff like it doesn't break, the can contains as much as a regular thing. Yeah, I didn't realize those were kind of like big selling points. So that's interesting. But there, there was a middle portion there where all he did was like repeat and laugh at him. Yeah, that, that was it. So the, the, It's in a can. It's in a can. Yeah. So <laughs> just kind of drags on in that way. So that's the Pringles commercial. And the information? Pringles started when, as in the commercial, the guy said, a lot of people were complaining that when you paid for potato chips, you got a bag of air and broken chips and greasy chips. So when you opened the bag of air, it popped in your face. You got greasy, broken chips all over your shirt and stuff. So people were upset about that. And that was still a selling point. I remember in the 90s, they had an ad with that Pringles air vacuum versus airbag things. Yeah. But yeah. I can appreciate Pringles not being greasy, though. I actually really like that about them. Eh, it's a little bit... They're like, way less greasy. It feels like it's stale, but I guess it was, they're reconstituted it was, potato, aren't they? Something like that. But anyway, yeah, go on. Did. Sorry, sorry. Well, kind of did. Uh, the company was named Procter and Gamble, which I know mostly from shampoos. I think. Yeah. So Procter and Gamble, they wanted to get into the chip business, so they asked a chemist named Frederick Bauer if he could help. So. He was in his lab 
churning out idea after idea until he finally decided to make a parabola saddle shaped um parabola <laughs> ship yeah it's kind of like a hyperbolic paraboloid or something like that uh okay and then he made those uh saddle shapes so they can stack on top of each other and it's like what about the air in the bag it's like how about a vacuum tube like a tennis ball thing so they finally released it in 1956 and wow. people people liked that it was stacked People like that it didn't break. But what's the most important thing about a food? Uh, it tastes good. People didn't like the taste. Oh, no. no. So they threw it out. So in about the mid-1960s, chips were becoming more and more like popular and stuff. So they decided to come back with them. They were like, last time we tried it, no one liked it. So <laughs> we got a guy named Alexander Lipa to make a new flavor, like add flavoring. And his name is on the patent, so he kind of shares credit with Frederick Bauer for creating it. Okay. So Bauer came up with kind of the science of it. He came up with everything except the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. officially got it. And they used supercomputers in like the 60s to calculate the shape. Did they take up an entire room? <laughs> For it to not break during production. And science fiction author Gene Wolfe helped design the machine. This is so weird. Yeah. Pringles Space so, Age or whatever. Space Age from the 1960s. So then... Uh, Vacuum they, must have been like... That <laughs> you open it and it blew your mind. But Pringles, they ended up calling it Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips, like Newfangled, like it's yeah. like the new thing. No one knows where the name Pringles came from. Really? It either came from the name Mark Pringle, who got <laughs> like a special thanks on the patent or something like that, or two ad employees from Pringle Drive, Ohio, or they just picked it out from some guy's name in a phone book. That's how. It okay, so those are the three theories, which reminds me of the Triscuit theory, but we'll get into that when we do cracker commercials <laughs> or snack okay. commercials. That so, one's got an interesting history um, in terms of the name, but with, so no one knows where Pringles the name no. came from then. But speaking of names, the guy they slapped on the thing with the parted hair and the rosy oh yeah the, the kind of their money bags man. His name is Julius Pringle. And it's been that way since the mid-1960s when it started. When they decided to make the Pringles taste good. Yeah. So then the, the other chip companies were upset with the competition. So they complained and they said, they're selling it as chips, but they're not chips because they're not sliced from the potato. Mm. They're made from a potato dough. They're not chips. And the Food and Drug Administration of the United States agreed with them. Oh, okay. They said they could only use chips on certain ad things, but they couldn't use it for everything. Like, you couldn't say Pringles potato chips. You could only say it in some form of advertisement. Okay. So they're like, you know what? That's too much trouble for us. We're just going to call ourselves crisps. <laughs> Which got them in trouble in the United Kingdom. I was going to say overseas. Because they put a tax on potato chips, uh, potato crisps over there, and then they were coming after them. We're technically not <laughs> crisps <laughs> either. So they're playing they, uh, both fields pretty much. This was about 2008 when that happened. They, they won. It. 
And oh, they, they were. were they were exempt from the tax, but then later on, a uh, judge reversed the rule and said, "Yeah, you yeah, are." Yeah, I mean that's common you sense. Chip crisp. That's and more then, of a common sense ruling because by the yeah. letter, it probably makes sense. So, okay, you're technically not a chip or whatever, but you're a chip. <laughs> and there was that famous commercial with Brad Pitt in oh, 1989. Yeah. Three hot dudes' car breakdown, and then they see three hot girls with Pringles, and then they steal their car. <laughs> but uh bauer he died in 2008 and can you guess the cutesy thing they did with his ashes they put it in a pringles can yeah that's disgusting he, <laughs> he requested it himself yeah. okay well i guess they're obeying a dead man's wish so <laughs> nice some of it. his ashes into the pringles can an original some of the ashes <laughs> used pringles into can. an urn and then some of the ashes they gave to his grandkids Later on, I think in like 2012, Kellogg's bought the Pringles brand and it's sold all over the world now. You can see like weird flavors from Japan, like blueberry and it's always Japan and stuff like that. Flavored to the to the culture. At least 100 flavors of Pringles chips. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like Kit Kats and stuff or whatever being collectible or a particular weird types of flavors. But yeah, that's interesting about so if you learned Pringles. anything. Learn about Julius Pringle is the name of the weird little guy. Yeah. And if you die, you can put your ashes in a Pringles can. You just probably have to get a used Pringles can. They probably won't make a special one for you. Like, I'd like to (laughs) die in a can, please. That's kind of cool. So Pringles has been around for a long time. I always forget that these kind of classic chips or crisps. We call them potato chips, not crisps are all fairly old it's funny because it only just hit me because they dropped that newfangled element at some point and it just makes me think of yeah they dropped it around they dropped it around the time when they couldn't call them chips anymore ah okay because i remember it just kind of hit me our dad says pringles newfangled he just randomly says that if we mention pringles so i guess he grew up remembering the newfangled part which is just really funny i never thought about that i was like newfangled sounds 75 when it changed so well, I mean, if you grew up with them or at least had some exposure, especially to the commercials that keep saying newfangled, you're going to it's going to be embedded. I mean, like there are certain things that are probably still embedded in me related to ads or products or whatever it is. It's like, oh, this hasn't been the case since like 1994. I'm like, oh, whoops. Like the um, McRib. When uh, what's the deal with the McRib? I don't I don't know. I don't understand the McRib. I don't get it. sauce. We're not talking about (laughs) McRibs. We're talking about chips, but things that aren't chips, I guess, in this case. They're crisps. Crisps, but they're also not crisps. Okay, so let's move on to the next commercial. That's enough of Pringle. Let's do it. Let's go to the next one. Cheetos presents Chester Cheetah. I'm Chester Cheetah. I'm just a cool dude in a loose mood. Until I see those Cheetos. Then my cool turns to drool. My style and ease surrender to my urge for the snack that goes crunch. It's not easy being cheesy. Cheetos cheese flavored snack. Cheese that goes crunch. Hmm. Weird. Chester. This is kind of funny. It's just an animated Chester Cheetah, the mascot for Cheetos. He's just in his room. You know, he has the glasses and the cool sneakers. 
Uh, he he's in a room where he has a bunch of paintings of Cheetos and stuff. He's just being cool in his room, and he like hangs his elbow out in the windowsill. He's cool, but then when he sees the a kid, he looks like that bubblegum kid, a little red yeah. hat, a striped black and white shirt, and jeans and high tops. I, I was also gonna <laughs> say the animation style is very eighties. Yeah. It's kind of got a sketchiness to it. It feels a little unfinished, yeah. but the city looks like it's just the lines aren't or something. Yeah, the lines aren't clean, and it's kind of scratchy. I guess so it's not Chester, bad, but it's just interesting when you look so at it. So Chester is up there, cool in his room, but then he sees this '50s bubblegum kid eating Cheetos, and he just goes crazy. He loses his cool and goes to drool. Then he he goes by his tail across the clothesline, and then he tries to get the kid's thing, but he falls. Into the sidewalk, which for some reason has an opening at the bottom. Like a yeah, trap door. A, a trap door <laughs> of some nature. And the kid's just cool eating his Cheetos. So, and the Cheetos in this particular commercial are blue. So it's also chi with little kind of circle in the middle. Toes. So it's like, like two words almost. Dash or something. Yeah. And because I'm used to Cheetos being very, very orange like the bag. But back then it was... You can see the, the chips in the middle it was blue and it says Cheetos Twisties, which is kind of strange. I call I always call them Cheetos, but this dude on the commercial called Cheetos. I don't know yeah. how you pronounced it back then. Sort of. So that kind of goes into like what it was originally called. I mean, like the name hasn't really changed that much. They've just kind of updated things to a point. So Cheetos are also a very old brand. They were created in 1948 by Charles Elmer Doolin, who made it in the Frito Company's R&D kitchen in Dallas, Texas. So he was actually the creator of Fritos and was the owner or the, the founder of the Fritos Company. So he wanted to make a new chip, crisp, whatever, um, and made Cheetos. So it did well. Um, when he started kind of selling them, but he didn't have the capacity to push it out nationwide. So he hooked up with a potato chip businessman named Herman W. Lay. And if you don't know who he is, he's the founder, the creator of Lay's, uh, Lay's potato chips. So they ended up rolling it world, worldwide, um, nationwide in the U.S., and it was a hit. And that's how Cheetos came out. It actually did so well that it led to Doolin and Lay merging their company in 1961, thereby creating Frito-Lay. So if it wasn't for Cheetos and it doing so well and, you know, their collaboration because of Cheetos, we would never have Frito-Lay. And they eventually merged with PepsiCo. So Cheetos is now part of even greater monster multinational company. So, you know, this is one of those ball rolling. Well, I, I feel like they eventually, if Cheetos are not, they would have eventually like merged in some kind of way. But Cheetos was sort of the catalyst for Frito, for, I was going to call him Frito, for Doolin and Lay to meet up and become conglomerates for potato chips. So Cheetos are pretty unique. So they're not potato, they're like corn-based chip. They weren't normal, and I think that's why people were interested in them, because they were these kind of curly Q things. Like, even when you think of Fritos, they're kind of a weird... They're not a classic kind of chip. They're, they're like corn. Yeah, they're a corn chip, and they're kind of curved and weird. But the same thing with Cheetos. They're this weird kind of gnarled <laughs> stick, and they're really, really cheesy. So I think that's why it kind of did so well. They're kind of interested people. So... 
after the release of Cheetos, a bunch of other Cheeto-esque snacks like cheese doodles or cheese curls kind of came out. So they were knockoffs. So Cheetos is the original. I don't even know what you call it, like curly chip thing. So if you see them, just know that it's kind of like the Oreo. What is it? Radox or what was the name of it? Oreo. Oreo isn't the real, isn't the original cookie sandwich. It's actually that other brand, which I can, Hydrox or something like that. It's got a weird name. Which cookie is the original cream filled chocolate cookie? Sunshine Hydrox. But anyway, the point here is that Cheetos is the original cheesy corn chip. So as of now, now-ish, there are 21 varieties of Cheetos in North America, like puffs, baked, and hot Cheetos. And I think like even a lime one, there's a whole load of them. And hot Cheetos are one of the most popular versions out there. They were actually created by, I believe, a janitor. Richard Montagnes, who discovered a secret formula for flaming hot Cheetos while working as a janitor. Kind of a low-level employee that thought that... What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hot Cheetos are created by like a low level employee. I think he was either Mexican or of Mexican descent saying that a chili or kind of hot flavored one would be a good option to kind of consider. What would happen if I put chile on a Cheeto? So Cheetos thought it was actually a good idea and they ended up making hot Cheetos. And I think that guy ended up becoming like vice president or something like that after time, not because of his idea. But anyway, I thought that was kind of a a heartwarming element to the story. But yeah, I think hot Cheetos are really popular, at least in North America. And they're kind of pop culture-y. Like you'll hear a lot about them. I feel like I started hearing a lot more about them in sort of recent history, but I never liked them. I'm very much a... I pretty much just only like the classic one. Like, that's tops for me. So the chip exists outside of the U.S. as well. I don't really like them that much. I think they're great. (laughs) So they exist outside of the U.S. and feature a lot of, like what we were talking about with Pringles, a lot of weird kind of delightful flavors, like roasted corn in Indonesia, savory American cream in China, ketchup in Poland and a few other locations, And of course, Japan has its weird version. So they have strawberry Cheetos, which is a Cheeto covered in strawberry icing. And then in the past, I think it was kind of like for a short time, they did Pepsi flavored and Mountain Dew flavored. Strawberry Cheeto. Yeah, that's a pretty standard one over there. But they did Pepsi and Mountain Dew at some point in Japan. So just Japan, they like doing weird little flavors. Um, It's kind of, it's, it's the sort of thing that if you ever visit Japan, at least for me, I think, and anybody that I know that's visited Japan, they always want to try the weird flavors of things that exist <laughs> over there, like the weird Kit Kats and stuff. The original version doesn't appear to do so well outside, which is just crap because they're the best ones and I can only ever find them in America, which is really so, stupid. What is the... So, so I was recently-ish over in the UK and Ireland and they do have Cheetos over there, but they're kind of imported Cheetos. So they come from like the mainland. So they, they look Polish. So they'll always be in the Polish section and it'll mm. be ketchup and kind of cheese, but they're not the crinkly kind. It's always puffs. You can only ever find puffs <laughs> over there, which is irritating because I don't like puffs. I mean, I think they're fine, but puffs are for wimps. So, yeah, they, they don't have the I original. The, the puffs that were like paw shaved or something. Yeah, so they have, a. I think these are all the kind of different types that they have. They have, I forgot what it's called now, but I saw it yesterday where it was this kind of collection. So it has like popcorn in it and stuff. So 
It's just probably putting Cheeto dust on everything. Which, by the way, <laughs> did you know the Cheeto dust has a name, according to Cheetos? Chost? Chost. I don't know. <laughs> it is actually, I'm not, I actually kind of like Chost a bit more. The Cheeto dust that you got on your fingers is called Cheetle. So I have Cheetle on my hands. It sounds like you can. Decent enough. It sounds decent enough. I don't care for it. I think it does sound a little more like what it it is than just. I like just. But anyway, it's Cheetle. Let's patent that. Just. What are we going to put it on? We can't do it on anything. Cheetos have already been invented. Patent laws suck. We can patent anything. We're patenting just. Sure. You go do that. And if you become a millionaire, uh, get in touch. Right. So apart from the Cheeto dust being probably one of the more famous elements of Cheetos. The other one, or the very well-known one, is Chester Cheetah. But he was not the first mascot for Cheetos. It was originally a fancy mouse who was known to say stuff like Cheetos, the cheese that goes crunch, which is familiar. Cheetos, cheese that goes crunch. And I believe the other one is Hail Cheetos, which is just weird. Oh, from the oh wait, sorry, not Hail Cheetos. Mouse? It was Hail Cheezer. Oh, from wait, that's the character or the phrase? No, the phrase. So I don't so know. So who the said name. that? The distinguished mouse? Yes, it was a distinguished mouse. It was like the Cheetos mouse. Hail he Cheetos. was the original. He was the original guy, and he was kind of fancy and stuff he wore like a suit and junk what so he'd say pecan. cheetos the cheese that goes crunch and then he'd say hail cheeser which is a bit speaking of parents what does mother always say i don't know she doesn't say uh, oh the she says that goes crunch bleep yeah. that goes i don't crunch. get it i don't understand why she doesn't anyway no. so so that that kind of thing stuck around and cheetos was also written as cheetos so the way that it was in 1989, but I think, I can't remember the exact period they got rid of it, but they ended up just making it Cheetos, like one word. It just probably made a bit more sense, and I assume people were writing it more like that than anything. So the mouse was phased out in the late 70s, and he was eventually replaced by Chester Cheetah. So he started <laughs> appearing in commercials in 1986. So he's kind of sly yeah, and cool. Seemed like a late 80s thing. Looks yeah, he looks like, <laughs> just the way he even talks and stuff. He reminds me of Joe Camel, but he's kind of a cool guy, and he appealed to kids. Even going so far as to have a few weird video games during that kind of Sega cool era of the 90s. So I think he had about three of them that came out in like 92 or 93. And it's I just... I remember any of his. I remember like Cool Spot and stuff I remember like that. Cool Spot. I do slightly I remember, remember the Cheeto, the Cheeto game. Um, I think I'm re- vaguely remembering one. I don't know if I'm confusing it with the X's and O's thing. I think companies tried at some stage to be like, let's put our food and drink mascots into video games and it just didn't really take so now if you do that you do it like a mobile game or an app or something like that where it's just very minimal it's not going to be like we're producing a game for a system i think now it's more like product placement like i want i want to see play fallout or something you'll see a yeah yeah it's it's that kind of one of them go all out and try to make an a-list game like the last of us or something Chester Cheetah A-level game. It just, it won't happen. There's probably too many cooks in the kitchen, and that's already the case with all these AAA games or these titles. So anyway, to kind of cap off. There's no Chester Cheetah game? (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't want a Chester the Cheetah game. So yeah, to cap off, there's some argument that he was created by the man who did Pink Panther, but it was actually made by an agency. So kind of quashing that myth. I think it's just because he was a cat. So it kind of seemed cat-ish. He does anyway. vaguely have that feel, like a cool cat just walking around. Yeah, and but I mean, like, Warner- it's a cool panther and a cool cheetah. But what was that cool Warner Brothers? Was it cool cat or something like that? The one with the hat? Yeah, the one with the beatnik hat and stuff. I think it was just a cool cat. I don't know, actually, but it was just a cat. So I guess cool cat hat. from the jazz days just is a stock character now? Probably. I think it was something like that anyway. But Cheetos is a, a huge brand. It was the top selling brand of cheese puffs in the US. And in 2010, it, its value was totaled at about $4 billion. So it's it's a big brand and it's it's successful. And long may it rain because I want more. I want Cheetos to continue existing. I think it's my favorite chip. Yeah. So that is the story of Cheetos, which was a delight for me. And I think because I was looking into Cheetos, I ended up having to get Cheetos. (laughs) Did you get some Cheetos? Yeah, I got it yesterday. I got a little bag, (laughs) the the, the $2 bag. So yeah, that's, they were kind of in my mind. I was like, I'm just going to go get some Cheetos. I got some other stuff too, but the Cheetos, I made a a little Mm. detour to get. So you have like five hours of workout left? Yeah, so I have a few days to work off that little bag. (laughs) So, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Anyway, right. But, yeah, the commercial, if you're interested in watching it, is Cheetos. Chester Cheetah commercial 1989. So that's Cheetos. Shall we scuttle on down to the final of our ads? Yep. So on to the next one. On to the next one, which is titled Free Doritos. Hey, man. What's that? It's my crystal ball. It looks like a snow globe. Nah, it's real. Here, watch. Free Doritos at the office today? I think that's a yes! Free Doritos! Will I finally get that big promotion? Promotion? Not in your future. Right, that's really, oh God, I'm going to say it, corny. (laughs) That's very corny. It's actually kind of funny. So in this commercial, Free Doritos, two guys are in a very bland office setting wearing their little uh, suits and, well, not suits, but kind of dress shirt and tie. And this one fella has a crystal ball. It just looks like a snow globe and introduces it to his friend. So once he says Free Doritos, um, asking the crystal ball, he lobs the crystal ball into a nearby vending machine that's just full of Doritos. So that's how he gets his free Doritos. He commits an act of vandalism <laughs> and <laughs> steals them. In fact, once he does that, as soon as it all cracks open, another guy, he just walks up and just takes the bag. So this guy looks mad. He just looks like he's just insane. <laughs> he's like a... Like a grin on his face. He's got that extends guy smile the whole time. That's because Bob made a call to Enzite about natural male enhancement. So at the end of the commercial, the other guy grabs the crystal ball and asks basically for a promotion. And I guess part of the crystal ball's magic is that you throw it. So as soon as he finishes asking, he lobs it without looking across the room from him. And it hits a guy right in the junk. Um, which just like the way that these people throw the snow globe is with such vigor. Like it's actually impressive. They just like really go for it. 
So hits a guy in the junk, and then the other guy kind of pops up out of nowhere from off screen, holding a stupid amount of Doritos bags and just tells him he's not going to get that promotion. Again, with that horrible smile on his face. Not in your future. So Assuming that guy's his boss, that's why he's not going to get a raise? Yeah. We Unless just harming any random person. Could've... Yeah, we can assume right, yeah. that's, that's a boss character because they got a guy that looks older with a beard and is wearing a proper suit. So he's probably kind of in a higher level. So another thing to point out that I don't know anything about is at the beginning of the commercial, there's a little bar at the bottom that says, created by Joe Herbert of Batesville, Indiana. So, yeah, I think this was created by Joe Herbert of Batesville, Indiana. Yeah, that is uh, a bit into the explanation. Okay. So what's the deal with this commercial apart from Doritos? So what do we know about Doritos? What's the story here? Uh, That's a little bit off, too, because we don't exactly know the origins of Doritos. What is this? What is mystery chips? Cheetos is straightforward. We don't know where Pringles name came from. Where are Doritos from? What is this? So the legend goes that a man named Walt Disney (laughs) started Disneyland and he contracted Alex Foods to supply Alex Foods? Yeah. Like it a man's name? By, yeah, it was created by um, <laughs> in the early 1900s by uh, a Mexican called Alex Morales Sr. Okay, interesting. So he contacted them to supply his Frontierland restaurant, which was from the Frito-Lay company Casa de Fritos. Alex Foods was giving Casa de Fritos tortillas. And then one day a guy saw him and was like, why are you throwing away the stale tortillas? Why don't you just cut them up and fry them? Hmm, let's see if we can do that. So they took away their Disneyland trash of stale tortillas, fried them and cut them up, and then they started making Doritos that way. That's how the legend goes. But the other part of the legend legend. is of a Frito-Lay's marketing executive, Arch West, who is generally credited with creating Doritos. He was put in an orphanage because his mother couldn't afford to take care of him. He was just a really, really pushy guy. He was like a door-to-door salesman. So he really pushed for Doritos when he could. So it went that he and his family were going on a trip to San Diego. Then they got a bag of toasted tortillas. And he liked the crunch as opposed to potato chips. So he was Mm. like, wow, this could really be good. So when he was a Frito-Lay executive, he took it to them. And they didn't like it at first. What's this? This is bad because, one, it's tortillas. And we at Frito-Lay deal in corn. And if we get this thing, it's going to cut into our corn chip sales of Fritos and stuff. So they said, yeah, we're not going to do that. So Arch West, because he was the guy he was, he took his own initiative. He put his own money and his own testing grounds in uh, the American Southwest. And then he came out with the numbers and the bar grass and everything. He said it didn't cut into the sales. And he went back to Frito-Lay and said they didn't cut into the sales. Can we sell them? Okay. The name comes from... Uh, Doritos. He, yeah. He wanted to know what, what to call it. Because it still had like that Mexican flair. The initial uh, phrasing was a swinging Latin sort of snack. Oh, okay. But Doritos comes from Spanish. Doritos. Oro for gold and Ito for small. Small gold. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Wait, why do though? Because he thought it fit better. He went Doritos. Ah, uh, okay. Little Doritos. bits of gold. 
Yeah, I usually associate Doritos with white dudes who play video games, much like Cheetos, except Cheetos are worse because it's in the basement. <laughs> um, so uh, and both of them, one was made, well, one was made by a, a man named Doolin, so, but in Texas. I think the, the corn element is a big piece here because in Texas, the Cheetos were made and I think corn's a big one here. And Fritos were made in Texas as well, again, corn, while Doritos were made by a Mexican guy. So corn. Corns are, corn are big. Officially, oh, Frito-Lay executives say that we don't really know the origins, probably not Disneyland, but Arch West's relatives say that they're really downplaying his, his role in it. <laughs> right. Arch West, even into his death, which was pretty late, I think it was the 80s and 90s of his lifespan, <laughs> He's still got new Doritos bag to taste. They said he okay. tried the cheeseburger one when he was like 90-something, and he used to spit it out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so they oh, put it out in 1966, the same year that the merger with PepsiCo happened. At first, it was plain, but then it wasn't selling as much. So then Arch West said, why don't you make it taco-flavored? And it's like with the whole when you Mexican say plain, thing. do you just mean salt? No, it was like the plain tortilla taste, and I guess salt. oh man, like toastito. Oh, I need to get toastitos anyway. Sorry, this episode is making me hungry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so oh my god, sorry. Archwest said, Why not make a taco flavored? and then they said no because a taco is a whole thing, it's not a flavor. But we're in the American Southwest, close to Mexico, we know that. But what about people in the Northeast and the South? They don't know really anything about tacos. So they made it and it was a hit. They sold it in 1968 and it went out to the rest of the U.S. and it was a big hit. And in 1972, they made their biggest flavor. Which one is that? Cheese? Nacho cheese. Wow. Okay. So the first one wasn't, well, okay. Barring that kind of plain one or whatever. So it was taco was first and then cheese came out. That's impressive. Okay. Interesting. Second most well-known Cool Ranch came out. Yeah. Cool Ranch is my favorite one. 1986. Nacho cheese was just the beginning. Now taste new Cool Ranch. Wow. 1986 was a great year. Chester (laughs) the Cheetah came out. Cooler Ranch came out. Cooler Ranch. Something else came out. (laughs) What? What? It's Cooler Ranch, right? Not Cool Ranch. It's Cool Ranch, I believe. Oh, okay. Jesus, what have I been saying? (laughs) I'm gonna look (laughs) up. Anyway, go on, go on. In 1991, they reached over 1.3 billion dollars, but in 1994, they're like, it's a bit the same. So we're gonna change it again. We're gonna make the chips bigger, and we're going to make the corners less sharp. One, because in a bag, the corners could break off. So you'd have a weird hexagon in your hand and then a bunch of pointy things at the bottom. And it could hurt the roof of your mouth. So they blunted the edges and they made it bigger. I see. And that's around the time, I believe, that they had their first Super Bowl commercial. It was a change with these two outgoing governors, Cuomo and Richards of New York and Texas. And then they were like, it's really hard. Yeah. The bag is just completely different now. And then they're like laughing, packing their boxes and eating Doritos. I guess I'll get used to Doritos new bag. There you go. Hmm. And in 1998, they got one of the most famous ads. It starred Allie Landry as a girl at a laundromat. 
Oh, this she one. Was being hit on by two guys. One of them was Sean Hayes of Will and Grace. Grace. So then she just like throws the chip in the air, does flips and eats it. And the guys are like, oh, wow, she's so hot and everything. She she's eats chips. She looks like that. She eats Doritos. Wow. <laughs> she was known as the Doritos girl. And she did three commercials, like 98, 99, 2000 or something. Yeah. Now, people are like, do you mind being called the Doritos girl? Honey, no. Like, yeah. I bought my first house with Doritos. Then in 2006, which is coming to this commercial, they made Crash the Super Bowl commercial, where fan-made commercials were selected and put in the Super Bowl, which was really good for the people. Well, Crash the Super Bowl, the fans, Doritos fans, anyone out there has an opportunity to make a spot for Doritos. The fans vote, and this spot will be airing during the Super Bowl. That's cool. That's interesting. The first one, it had like this man and this woman, and it just froze, and it showed the word. He smiled at her stupidly and said, cheesy. And then she came up to his door and said, bold, and stuff like that. And it was... Not really, as cool as the idea I thought it would be. <laughs> I described it kind of bad. You should watch it. It's okay. Pretty All cool. right. But it does look amateurish compared to the Super Bowl commercials you see. So, so, so are these ones that are actually fan-made, they yeah. produced it themselves? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this commercial is actually quite good. The one that we just watched. And the, yeah. And then the second one was a music contest. And the girl who won, as far as the ad poll went, the Doritos Super Bowl ad went uh, dead last at that point. So this third one, Joe Herbert of Batesville, Indiana, Herbert. made his free Doritos one, which what you heard or saw there. He and his friend there were working at a job, grabs his snow globe instead of a magic eight ball or crystal ball and just vandalizes the vending machine and then attacks a, a poor old man. It's quite good. I but, actually do like this commercial. It's good. Much better than I thought. Since the music video one got dead last, last time, if this ad got number one in the 2009 ad meter poll, they'd get a million dollars. The one that ranks the highest on the USA Today ad meter, which right. my commercial did, okay. I have to say, okay. they win a million dollars. A million dollars. Joe Herbert got a million dollars. <laughs> wow. And they continued this up until like 2016, I believe. Oh, cool. I didn't I think know they that. had the one where like the pug and the dead grandpa and the... What was the other one? I think the time machine where they put a guy in a cardboard box or something like that. Uh, there was a bunch of weird Super Bowl ads. Okay. And Doritos uh, is just a huge hit worldwide now. Uh, like the Taco Bell. Remember the Taco Bell Dorito tacos? Yeah. It, it kind of went full circle. Arch West. Oh, yeah. Hit, taco. Tacos. That's kind of cool. Um, they thought it wasn't going to go well, but it really went off. The Locos Tacos was a huge hit. The Nacho Cheese Doritos Locos Tacos were perfected and unleashed upon the world. People ate them up. 100 million tacos were sold in the first 70 days. I am. Um, I really yeah. thought those tacos were good. Like it actually tasted like a Dorito. And I remember watching a small clip about the making of it. And it is a process to have made it into keeping its consistency. Like food science related to this kind of stuff is, is actually really fascinating. But they did a really good job with making that, I thought. Yeah. Well, they make a good job with making me eat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's popular worldwide now when they sold it worldwide. But it's also maybe popular in space. Okay. 
some scientists at one point, they worked with Doritos. They took one of their UK commercials where a stop motion bag of Doritos, they go around the salsa and start worshiping it like a tribe. It's called tribe. And then one falls in the dip and then the guy comes back and they, they put themselves back in the bag, but he opens the dip and it shows the chip in there. And that was blasted from Antarctica 42 light years into space. 42 light years? What does that even mean? (laughs) It's a distance how light travels in 42 years. Yeah, no, no, I know. Don't worry. I I understand that. (laughs) Okay. It's just weird. So they blasted it off into space, and aliens might be looking at us saying, hey, they blasted this off, and... Didn't they, like, send out some stuff in the 70s to outer space in case aliens saw it or something like that? I don't know. Well, anyway, Doritos is also in super outer space now. And it's about to be in my stomach. (laughs) Yeah, because Doritos is your favorite, isn't it? And that's the maybe story of Doritos, because like we said, we don't... We're missing some pieces, (laughs) but that's not our fault. Yeah, Doritos was always my favorite. Speaking of, of chust, there was a rumor that the Doritos dust was not necessary to making Doritos. It was just for the Doritos experience. But that was like a meme of the internet. And oh, okay. So then the Doritos Frito Laser is like, no, it's part of making it. It's the se- I think it's the second most popular chip after Blaze. And oh. third place is also a Frito Lay product. I forgot which one it was. I think it's Cheetos. <laughs> And yeah. fourth is Pringles, which is Procter & Gamble, or Kellogg. Yeah, wow. I, I'm just kind of shocked by who owns Pringles. I, I wanted to add something into this because I, uh, I looked into it briefly because I, I, I felt like I was suffering from the kind of Mandela effect. I was like, I thought it was Cooler Ranch. So from 1986 to 1995, it was mm-hmm. called Doritos Cool Ranch Flavor. And that's when it was introduced, 1986, like you said. From 95 to 2006, it was called Cooler Ranch. So the packaging changed in 95 and it was renamed Cooler Ranch. Um, and then from 2006 onwards, it was switched back to Cool Ranch. I always knew it as Cool Ranch. See, see, this I never really liked that one. I only like nacho cheese. I really liked that one. But no, see, this is exactly what I was talking about earlier of me like remembering things, you know, thinking Czechoslovakia still exists and this kind of stuff. Like I'm planted in like the late 90s 2000s kind of era it's like yeah that's the case with everything so i still call it cooler ranch like some moron but like it's false cool memories implanted in your mind like these that aren't movie. false memories this isn't like the that Mandela movie thing. from mars or something it's not that uh, schwarzenegger <laughs> all right so we've gone through the commercials shall we review them rate them yes all right <laughs> Okay, so we've got 1968 Pringles, 1989 Cheetos, and 2009 Free Doritos. Which one is your least favorite of the bunch? Least favorite. I guess I'll go with Pringles. I mean, it's all, it's nice. It's like we said a lot of the times, it's the super descriptive type. But it's just, I don't know, I guess it's the length and the guy. He's just like so weirded out that Pringles in a can and it's not <laughs> like weird laugh. everything he says laughing at him. Yeah, it really stretches out. Is the it, how is he your friend? More than it should. I agree. That one's my least favorite as well. And, and like you said, 
typically for these kinds of commercials, we kind of air towards giving them a bit more because it's a different style that we're not used to, but it just goes on a yeah. bit too long. I do like the fact that it does focus on a few facts and figures or whatever that I wasn't too clear on before and that I didn't realize. But yeah, it's it's kind it of... in a vacuum too, but it doesn't crack. Yeah, it's kind of bland and a bit too long. Yeah. And that other guy's quite annoying. So yeah, me too. Bland like Pringles is bland. I like sour cream and onion Pringles. I think they're all right. Yeah, they are kind of the lesser chip. Sorry, Pringles. But yeah, I, I yeah, will still eat I, them. The Mr. Clean guy did the early commercials. All right. Yeah, the Mr. Clean. Okay, um, so second. I think today we, we like stack them, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. They, to make different flavors. That's cheap. The second one, what what would my second one be? Yeah, so we've got Cheetos and Free Doritos. I guess Cheetos, because as much as the animation is kind of cool with a cool cat, it's fine enough. And it has a nice little story, but it's just too basic and fast. Just, oh, I'm a cool cat. I'm in my apartment. He's kind of doing Cheetos. like... <laughs> like he has like, like a jazz... Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's kind of like doing yeah, poetry. <laughs> <laughs> so i feel the same way about this one yeah this one's also second for me i do like the kind of drawing style and classic look. look the kid looks like a the double bubble kid right yeah he does look a little bit like the double bubble. But, kid. it's such a generic like, kid the character design you know weirds me out is like why did the sidewalk have like a trap door I don't know. It looked like one of those like mechanical evil super villain well it's like a it had like a lift underneath I feel like they exist, but I don't really know. I feel like but I've seen I this. I think they would exist in like a warehouse or something. Right? No, but I think there's some that exist in the back of a, a restaurant or something like that. But I don't know. We can't get into the detail of it because we're not aware. It's weird because this kid's just chilling out, eating his Cheetos, and this thing's going all crazy. Going yeah, he, the kid's trying to get his food. The kid's like it's nothing. Weird. The kid's just standing very blankly forward. It's very, very strange. I'm glad he didn't acknowledge him because... It makes it funnier, and it would have been weirder if he was like, this thing's weird. <laughs> um, but I, I, always, I like Chester Cheetah's drawing, and now he's a weird 3D guy with a deep voice. So. Yeah. I think it's kind of a fun little commercial, but it's nothing overly special for me anyway. I probably would have liked it as a kid, and I, I probably still... I still do in a way, but it's not something that I'm really jazzed about in any way. <laughs> you can't really say that about commercials, which then goes to free Doritos being our number one. And I'm actually pleasantly surprised mm. by that because typically for me, it yeah. seems as though late 2000s kind of commercials or even going to 2013 or whatever tend to not be my favorite commercials. Like this still fits in that style of kind of muted colors and absurd or something like that. Weird but for weird. Yeah, it's, it's very fun. Just the way that the guy's throw it's actually shocking like you watch him doing something with the crystal ball and then he just throws it it's, it's really it. funny i'm guessing it's, it's it a well-done commercial i really like it had to do with the super bowl you had chuck it hard i so. guess i mean i'm not necessarily certain that was the direction or maybe it was yeah but, um, it's, it's, it was funny it's funny and maybe the amateurishness is something of its charm because if i saw this as two professional actors let's say one of them was the those women that were droll and stuff like daria or something and the other guy's like i want doritos he throws it against the wall i have a feeling they would do something like that but this is just some guy like hey what are you doing and this other the acting is not that good which i guess is part of its charm especially the toothy it's, guys like well yeah, the, like, the thing he says at the end 
what does he say at the end? Like, not in your future. Huh? Yeah, it was actually quite, it was really, really corny that. And, but I feel like the other guy did a good job with the acting and stuff. I think it's a really, it's a good, it's a yeah, well paced commercial as well. Yeah. And just shocking because you're like, what's happening? Even with I, the guy throwing it at the other guy and hitting him in the junk, you're, you're like, oh, oh no, because he does it with such force. <laughs> yeah, like the other guy doesn't even care. Yeah, he's the just man like, was hurt. He's no, like, the well, guys are getting raised. The guy appears to be a bit insane, so I think that's <laughs> kind of a funny bit to it as well. We um, got the 2009 poll number one, so I guess. It, well, it's good, yeah. but the other thing too is that it doesn't neglect the because you know when you kind of got into this era, like it kind of started neglecting the actual product. He's doing something mad and crazy in itself to obtain the Doritos and they, the Doritos actually do have a pretty strong presence in this, which I think is a very good, it just makes it a good ad. It's a fun ad. It's I think he, he does it better than Chester Cheetah trying to steal the kids stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he committed uh, a proper crime there. Okay. So I like how the other guy just, there's like a third guy who just like steals it too. Yeah. I like that third guy just walks up. Oh, free Doritos. And it just kind of grabs them. Like there's no focus on him. He just kind of walks up to it. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. So, final question of the day: Which would you buy based on the commercial? So, would you buy uh, Cheetos, Doritos, or Pringles purely based on the commercial? I guess Cheetos because he does describe it. Oh, it's so good! I'm just gonna go crazy for it and eat it, and the animation draws you in. The other two are a bit more like story intensive. So, I'm I don't want the Doritos. I want to pay attention to what's happened to this poor guy and his crazy friend. And then the other guy with his friend laughing at him. It just turns me off. (laughs) I think think actually I would buy the Doritos one just because I find the commercial itself to be fun. The commercial's intriguing enough and what he'd do for the Doritos, it's almost like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? I just, I just think that's kind of funny. The others are just so basic to me that they don't really catch my attention. Meanwhile, this one kind of does. And I'm like, I kind of want a Dorito. So I think, I think that one kind of convinces me more to get a Dorito than the others. Yeah. So that is it for today. We have gone into the history, the history of these brands, but also, you know, what's, what's the deal with these commercials? I think this Doritos commercial had the most fun history to it. So what was your favorite mystery of it? The name of Pringles or the <laughs> origin of Doritos? Or? Kind of the origin of Doritos. The Cheetos were pretty straightforward. There was no history. It was like they were made. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be the Doritos thing. It's pretty weird to me. Yeah. But so I don't know. I found that backstories weirdly interesting. I was like, what the heck? I do All like that about it. these commercials. I yeah. like these kind of, I like the histories of these longstanding brands. They don't realize some of the stories behind what, like, yeah. oh, okay, so that's how it was made, or why did this happen? Right. So with that, we're going to close off today's episode. With a clip bag. <laughs> in memoriam. So well, in memoriam to all the chips that no longer get manufactured. Where are you in a Pringles can? Sorry, newfangled. So if you liked this commercial, um, this commercial, if you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, on Apple kind of like the iTunes kind of thing. Anchor, 
We're pretty much on all the podcasting platforms. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Ad Review. We post commercials there pretty often and talk to people on there. So that's kind of fun. If you have any suggestions for an episode, just send us a message and we'll get right back to you. So, so that's it. We'll be back next, next Super Bowl. Week. Get your Pringles and your Cheetos and your Doritos and eat them. This is, this is, what is it called? It reminds me of Wayne Knight saying his line to Michael Jordan in Space. Oh, yeah. Get your Wheaties. Sell out thing. Tie your laces or whatever it was. One of our first episodes. Listen to that one too. Oh, yeah. We do have a really good episode about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan sells out. The man was ubiquitous. (laughs) Anyway, so thanks for listening. And we'll be back with another series of the history of random commercials in the future. So with that... Bye. Bye.